Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's the SNL Hall of Fame podcast with your host, Jamie Dew. Chief Librarian, Thomas Senna. And featuring Matt Ardill. And now, Curator of the Hall, Jamie Dew. Right. Thank you so much, Doug Nats. It is great to be here with you all as we kick off Season 5 inside the SNL Hall of Fame. How are you doing? My name is JD, and I am joined every week by my friends Thomas and Matt. Matt handles the trivia corner, Thomas handles the conversations, and me, well, I just blather. I just blather at the top and bottom of every episode. So you're stuck with me. The SNL Hall of Fame is a weekly affair where each episode we take a deep dive into the career of a former cast member, host, musical guest, or writer, and we add them to the ballot for your consideration. Once the nominees have been announced, we turn to you, the listener, to vote for the most deserving and help determine who will be enshrined for perpetuity inside the hall. That's right. It's an easy game. That's what we play here each and every week. We kick things off every season with a draft. And we're going to do that again this season. The draft will be handled this year by Thomas, Matt, and our special guest, Kirsten Rajala. So uh, buckle up and get ready, because this is going to be great. They are going to go through and choose who will be nominated in season five. And then you will listen to those episodes, and then you will vote on who gets in the Hall of Fame, just like we did in season four, three two, one, et cetera. Well, there's no et cetera, because one is where we started. So there's that. Let's go right now to Thomas and have him kick this thing off. I'll talk to you at the back end. Welcome to the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. We are in season five, officially the first episode of season five. We're so excited because we're going to let everybody in on essentially how the sausage is made here at the SNL Hall of Fame in terms of choosing the nominees and choosing the lineup. So this is a wonderful episode. We did a season four draft that worked really well. It was myself, Matt Ardill, John Schneider. This time around... We invited another guest, a five-timer, possibly a six-timer. I, lo- I really lost track of how many times Kirsten's joined us. Kirsten, do you know? Have you kept track? I know this, this is super important to you. This has got to be the sixth because I, our last conversation, I was making a big stink and getting really excited about being a five-timer. So this is sick. Awesome. So we have, as the draftees today, to draft our season five lineup, we have myself. We have Kirsten Rayala, and we have Matt Ardeal. So, Matthew, Ooh. how are you? Good, good. In Chicago, I'm going to try to get a Second City performance while I'm here. So, oh, yeah. wonderful, wonderful. That's you have to let me know how that goes. I'm going to be in Chicago soon too. So, so you have to share notes with me. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how it works today? Again, we are drafting the nominees for season five. We do have some draft rules to go over. 
So there will be three of us drafting first pick. We're giving it to our guest, Kirsten. We'll have the first pick in the draft. Matt, our deal, will have the second pick in the draft. And I will have the third pick in the draft. It's not snake, so we're just going to go one, two, three, then one, two, three. No snake drafting here on this episode. Uh, We each get five picks, and there are parameters to this. So each person must draft one musical guest or a writer. One nominee from season one of the SNL Hall of Fame so we can relitigate somebody's candidacy. And also, you know, the other three then can be like a cast member, host, musical guest or writer. I know it's just uh, it's just at your whim at that point. So those are the draft rules. Um, Matt, did you have like a strategy coming into this draft? Like, what's your thought process heading into this? I just went with my heart. (laughs) that's what i came down to it's really sweet who do i really want to be in there (laughs) yes yeah definitely kirsten how do you feel being like a first time drafty a lot of pressure on you to decide the fate of the snl hall of fame podcast for an entire season it is but we there's still such good people that no matter what i think folks will be happy uh and i love being able to make a case for why people should be included so it's exciting um, but I, I've done, I did a snake with another crew and it got, it got tense. So <laughs> I'm glad this is not a snake draft because I won't be as anxious about it. Yeah. But it still might get heated. I don't know. Matt Ardeal kind of gets riled up with this stuff. So you have to watch Uh-oh. out for Kirsten. <laughs> <I'm> passionate. <laughs> yes, definitely. So I guess we will commence with the draft. So Kirsten, you are first, and it's your turn to select the first nominee for season five. Where are we going? Would you like me to start with my either musical guest or writer or relitigate or start new? I don't know. Matt, you you tell her. What what would you like Kirsten to start with? Um, why don't you start with your new new nominee? My nominee is Will Forte. I love it. I love it. Kirsten, what's your thought process? Why should Uh, we hear about Will Forte? I am a huge fan of his. I think he was made for Saturday Night Live. I think he got there at the perfect time alongside his often amazing, also amazing uh, scene partner, Jason Sudeikis. He created some characters that people generally love, like MacGruber, we all love. But then did some very specific, very wacky scenes like Tim Calhoun, where it was all about these odd mannerisms and the quirky delivery. And if you got it, you got it. And I was drinking the Kool-Aid. Between that and then (laughs) the idea that he could turn entire sketches into something based on very small, single things like the coach dancing to that one song. Yeah. Or spelling bee, which is a masterclass in being able to do that. Imagine a microphone, you silence and being able to hold not just the in-room audience, but the millions of people who've watched this show and for over a minute, recite letters of the alphabet and keep us on the edge of our seat. (laughs) Master performer. Takes so much He's basically to do a that. child in an adult's body, but from, you know, Greg Stink to the Falconer to Jeff Montgomery, registered sex offender on Halloween. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know how we haven't talked about him yet, but I'm thrilled to be talking about him now. Well, I'm thrilled too. Will Forte, quite honestly, I'm going to gush about him in, in this episode. Uh, because he's one of my all-time favorite cast members. Mm-hmm. He carved out a specific lane for himself of the absurd that I just loved. Like Matt, like I'm guessing you were probably a Will Forte fan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exact same, same feelings. Like it, it feels like there's very few people who embrace that sort of absurd layer of sketch on SNL. And he definitely went in all the way on it. So I think he's a great choice. I'm excited. See, part of this exercise, Kirsten is like Matt and I, we we get to open little gifts like, you know, it's almost like Christmas morning because Matt does the minutia minute. So he gets to find out who he gets to research and compile. And I get to find out who I get to do research on and do a show about. So this is like a Christmas morning 
for us. <laughs> oh, amazing. We'll go back and watch Potato Chip again. Oh, that's an all-timer. That's a, that's definitely oh. going to come up in the episode. I guarantee amazing. you Potato Chip thief yep. going to come up. <laughs> so wonderful. So we have Will Forte off the board. He's one going to be one of our nominees for season five. Matt Ardill, it is your choice. Okay. I am going to go with my new pick, Lorraine Newman. I mean, she's one of the original cast, one of the trio of original women to 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 really define the early days of Saturday Night Live. She came up through the Groundlings um, and within a year and a half found her way onto the show. And she really did it like through thick and thin, went through some rough times, but she was dedicated to that show during those early days, dedicated her life. Great characters uh, like Sherry, the, the California Valley girl uh, character. You got Connie Conehead. You know, you, it, it, I mean, and she when on the 40th anniversary, she brought Carrie or Sherry, excuse me, back for the mm-hmm. Californian sketch. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is a sketch that was may as well have been written for for her. Um, so, yeah, I feel like she'd be a, a great member. And also, like, she just became a pop culture icon. Like she she recounts a story in her memoir about how John and Yoko saw her on the street and ran up to her to introduce themselves to her (laughs) within the first year of Saturday Night Live. It's like not often that, you know, John Lennon and Yoko Ono are excited to see you. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) So, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't blame them. So, yeah, Lorraine Newman, uh, one of the original cast members. We've covered a few original cast members, actually almost most of them. Uh, So Lorraine's actually maybe one of the final couple that we haven't covered on the SNO Hall of Fame that we needed to get to, quite honestly. So this is a wonderful pick. I'm excited to uh, do an episode on Lorraine Newman. Kirsten, Lorraine Newman, no gripes from you? Not at all. And I feel like it was only a few months ago that I realized or made the connection that Hannah Einbinder is her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal actress-writer herself from the show Hacks, among others. And uh, that just got me even more excited that this is... It's in the blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Comedy Hannah Einbinder, yeah, it's, she's, she's great. It's, it's there. So, yes, I'm very excited. Um, she's stellar. She should absolutely be on that list. Yeah, wonderful pick, Matt. Thank you so yeah. much. So we have Will Forte, Lorraine Newman, both off the board. My selection now. And I'm going to go with a musical guest. And it's one I, I like that when SNL gets bands and acts at their peak or close to their peak. I like seeing bands go when they're red hot, when they're maybe when they're starting out and they're starting to catch fire. And I like to see them maybe span generations, span a few years. I'm going to go with the musical guest that's been on four times. Their first appearance was season 17. Most recent one was season 35. So they have wide range. So I'm going to go with Pearl Jam as my musical guest. I think SNL caught them at the right time. I think they've stood the test of time and selfishly, it's one of my all time favorite bands. So, uh, so I'm going to pick Pearl jam as my musical guest and the third pick here. I don't know if either of you are Pearl jam fans, Kirsten high school. That's high school music for me, for sure. I appreciate that. There's a legacy there, uh, that they were on, as you say, at the beginning and they're still going strong. Um, I have a lot of respect for that. So, I, yeah, I think that's a great choice. And it's you can't really argue them. There are some flash in the pans. You know, sometimes they make a big bet on someone and we never hear from them again. Um, but in this case, yeah, they 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 chose well. And this is a band that has surely stood the test of time. And I'm sure we'll continue to see them again on the show a few more times. Hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Matt, well, we won't be friends anymore if you if you say you don't like Pearl Jam. FYI. Well, I, I mean, I was a Nirvana guy, sure. but I did okay. appreciate Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> because they, they, you know, that that's my high school music as well. And, uh, you know, it's just a special place in my heart. And they're a great band. And Jeremy, you know, that was like an anthem in my like grade 12 year kind of thing. So, you know, it, I can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. Great choice. All right. Yeah. So Will Forte, Lorraine Newman. Pearl Jam. Welcome, Eddie Vedder and company. Welcome to season five of the SNL Hall of Fame. We're back to Kirsten. Kirsten, what do you got for us next? 
My second choice is someone I'm really excited about. She became quite famous on the show. You know, a lot of people leave and they make movies and stuff, but not everyone does. She is someone who came out really quickly as one to watch, and that is the lovely and talented Kate McKinnon. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Very memorable characters. One of my favorite qualities about her is if you go and watch a highlight reel of her SNL work, you'll see her dressed as a ton of men, often all the politicians. And I think she took a lot of joy in portraying them in a very unflattering manner because they didn't align with her political views. <laughs> and it probably bothered them. Then she also did a lot of female politicians. She did Angela Merkel. She did uh, Liz Warren, Hillary. Uh, then she would play strange creatures like a blobfish. And <laughs> vanity aside, right? Yes, she was just chud. in it in these ugly costumes. Um, very memorable characters like Miss Rafferty of Close Encounters, the one that a lot of people know her for. She deserves a medal just for not breaking when she broke everyone else in the scene. Mm. Hats off to her. And then I also love her friendship with A.D. Bryant. What a special thing to see them in all of their scenes together. Uh, she's just, she's a force. And I can't wait for her to come back and host many more times in her career because I, I would like to think she's welcome back. She had such an imprint on that show. Yeah, absolutely. This is wonderful. And this is going to be our most recent nominee. She's been at the game now. Uh, we've had time to sit back over a year plus to to assess Kate McKinnon. She's near and dear to everybody. Matt, do you think her being like a real recent person will impact vote or impact perception one way or the other? I mean, I think it might be like um, Lainey, who, who, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, he deserves to be in here. But is it a matter of now or later? But with Kate, you know. She deserves to be in there. She is an amazing impressionist. She has amazing characters. She she goes all in. Like Kristen said, she breaks everybody in the sketch, but she stays in character. And it's it's endearing. And I I love it. And I love her and all of her work. So so yeah, I mean, she might it might take a couple of passes before she makes it in just because she's so new, but she, it's a matter of time. It's not if, but when. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think if she doesn't make it, then that would be recency bias negatively. Because yeah. in my book, I don't know. I have her really high in my all-time cast member ranking uh, that I recently made. Like, So uh, I, I'm curious to see what how the voters will, will take this, but that's such a wonderful... I mean, we all love Kate. She's so amazing. That's a wonderful choice, Kirsten. All right, Matt, we're back to you. Who's your second pick in our season five nominee draft? Okay. I am going to pick off for host, uh, Martin Short, another, another cast member who became left, uh, came back to host four times, twice as a co-host first time with Chevy and Martin Short and the second time, or Chevy and Steve Martin, second time with Steve Martin, uh, and most that most recently for only murderers in the building, you know, he's just, he's one of those like humans that is just a wonderful human. And it just shows on the screen. Uh, he's humble. He's willing to be the butt of the joke. Um, there's been more than a few occasions when he's been a part of a five timer sketch as a waiter or just a, like just, just the butt of all of the, the humor um, but it, he just brings this amazing energy to, to everything. He's got some great characters, some great, great just silliness, like the, the uh, Christmas Carol sketch in his most recent mm -hmm. appearance, where it's just like it just kept escalating. And I'm like, how how do they go from from? But they found a way and it just kept getting more and more bonkers. And a big part of that is the energy he brings to the sketches as a host. Um, so yeah, I think he's a, he's a good, good choice for the, the hall of fame. I agree. I agree. Kirsten, don't you love when Martin short just pops up on your screen? Yeah. And I had him on my list. So I second that 100%. He is a lovely human. He's a fellow Canadian. So of course I have to love him. Um, but it's very easy to, he is probably the, in the top five at kind of, improv 
whenever you see him interviewed on any show outside of SNL, he is so immediately funny and quick. And that's what people like most about him. Like, he can't, I want to be roasted by him. Yes. It, I want to be roasted by Jiminy Glick. Yes. <laughs> I, want I want to be him. roasted by both of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Martin Short uh, as Jiminy Glick interviewing yes. me and roasting me. I want that. That's a good yes. point, Kirsten. I, right. Sign me up. Um, no, I love that. He should be in there. That is a no-brainer. Uh, and yes, he. We we didn't see him for a bunch of years there. And he's back. And it's... So exciting to see him on on the screen again. Yeah, this is awesome, Matt. This is a wonderful choice. So excited about going into Martin Short's hosting career, former cast member. So it'd be interesting. We have a former cast member turned host down the line uh, to talk mm-hmm. about. So this will be uh, this will be a wonderful episode. Um, we're back to me. This is gonna be the sixth pick. Uh, we're doing fifteen as a reminder. So we're uh, at pick number six. And I'm going to also go with the host. I'm going to go with a more, well, not a more recent because Martin Shorts, gosh, he's, he's, he's uh, been a host really recently. Um, but it's a three-time host, actually. One that I'm not quite sure is going to be back. He hosted back-to-back-to-back seasons and then kind of vanished. Uh, but his episodes were top-notch, great host. John Hamm is going to be mm-hmm. a nominee uh, for the SNL Hall of Fame in season five. I mean, classic. I mean, he was willing to play with the cast. He's been in a bunch of classic sketches. I think, gosh, re- looking at all of his hosting gigs, all three of those uh, those episodes were bangers. And a lot of it had to do with John. Just such a good sense yeah. of humor. And I'm pumped to be talking John Hamm this season on the SNL Hall of Fame. Matt, John Hamm, thumbs up. Total. Totally agree. Two thumbs up. I mean, he's a second city guy, you know, mm, he, he's mm-hmm. a comedy guy and people got to know him through the serious role. But I think this is when like he's so great on second uh, on SNL because he's been given a chance to play and he's, you know, and it, it, it he's just letting loose and having fun like he, he likes to do. And I, I think he, that's a great choice. It's going to be a terrific, a, a terrific episode. I'm pumped. Kirsten, you have fond memories of John Hamm hosting? Hundred percent. I, I mean, he was in that Will Forte sketch with uh, Jeff Montgomery, and and yep. and so I watched it very recently. I agree. He, you know, people had a real impression of him. He's a, he's an attractive man, and he, you know, gained his fame through a show that had this iconic character. But this show, you're right, gave him such a platform to show us what he's really like. And then he started popping up in Bridesmaids and all sorts of movies because yeah. we realized he had a, such a good funny bone. Um, and it it really, I think, accelerated his career in that way. So, yes, he's he's great for the show because he can also play – he can play so many different ways. Maybe he'll play up that look that he has and that that reputation from television, uh, Mad Men, um, but then skewered a bit. So, yes. Love it. Love it. Yeah, he gained notoriety, of course, as Don Draper and Mad Men, but I'm excited to talk about John Hamm's comedy chops, which there's plenty mm-hmm. of. He's so funny. So I think um, more people, I think a lot of comedy nerds know how funny John Hamm is, but I, I want the masses to know how funny Don Draper actually is <laughs> <laughs> in real life. So this will be fun. John Hamm, I'm so excited. Uh, we, so right now we have three former cast members. As nominees, two hosts, one musical guest. None of us have used our season one relitigation choice yet, and there've been no writers yet. Well, we still have nine picks to go. Um, so that's but that's been the breakdown uh, so far. Uh, Kirsten, you're up with your third choice. What do you got for us? Well, I think I will relitigate. Ooh, a season one choice right now. So funny to me that this person needs to be relitigated, but I could probably say that about a few. This is a very formidable woman who is multi-talented. She can act, she can sing, and she has a long list of memorable characters, and that's Maya Rudolph. Yes. Such a fan. And of course, as we move into this colder weather, we all know it's sweater weather. Um, so she comes back to remind us of that amazing character. Um, she is iconic. I mean, go back and watch Beyonce Hot Ones episode again. 
uh, how mm-hmm. many people have tried to do Beyonce, but she really did. Or go watch Pamela Bell, anthem singer. Again, much like Will Forte, someone who can just them and a microphone mm-hmm. and a captive audience keep us enthralled by just that singular performance. Uh, and a third one that you absolutely need to go watch is Maya Angelou pranks. Three of my favorite mm-hmm. sketches ever. Um, although she's got so many, um, I would probably say that I have top 20 sketches for Maya Rudolph. Yeah. So Maya Rudolph, so talented again. Yeah. I love when she's, she's one too, where she just pops up into anything. And I love her. We, my wife and I watched the good place and uh, I pointed at the screen like, oh, my God, Maya Rudolph's the judge like this. Yeah, that, that, that was so great. Uh, Maya Rudolph did get 58 percent of the vote last cycle. So so these season one choices, we should tell the audience, come with the caveat that if the person actually because we're recording this before the season four voting is finished. So if the person actually gets voted in in season four. We're going to she's they're not going to be a season five nominee, obviously. So we have the right subject to change as far as like you picked Maya. But if she's already in the SNL Hall of Fame, we'll probably reach out to Kirsten uh, offline and uh, off the air and say, here, pick pick another one because Maya is now in the SNL Hall of Fame. So we'll see. So it comes with that caveat. But I think yeah. you're right, Kirsten. Uh, kind of a no brainer sort of fan favorite one, Matt. It's like as far as fan favorites, Matt, like Ooh. where does she rank? Uh, she's got to be up there. I mean, she's just one of those incredible talents that, you know, just kills in everything. Bring Has so much range. It is so dedicated. And like, just, again, it's another one of those people who embraces the funny. Like, just, just, it, it really brings it to a sketch. Like, I loved her, her uh, Beyonce and Prince. Yeah. The Prince show. Like, that is still one of my favorite sketches. And even outside of that, like, my wife and I would watch her variety show that she ran for a while with Martin Short, where it was the two of them. Like, so she she just she, she just loves to sing, loves to dance, and loves to make people laugh. And it's a well-deserved option. Indeed. This is going to be a fun one. So we have our season one relitigation chosen in the form of Maya Rudolph. Matt, you have your next pick up. Yeah, I... I am going to go with my season one relitigation as well. And that is Emma Stone. Um, you know, she's another one of those great hosts, four time host, three time special guest. You know, she's very, she's a serious actor, but does silly roles. And like John Hamm, she leans into the silly when she's on SNL. Um, like the, the, uh, that dorm room poster sketch where she's, uh, the sisters on Pete Davidson's dorm room wall, uh, Les Jeunes de Paris, uh, high school theater, sh- high school theater show, serious flashbacks to my own high school theater <laughs> life there. I was like, Oh God, no wonder my parents hated coming to my performances. Um, so yeah, I think she is, uh, she's somebody, you know, who's a host is, is, is not always given her due. And I think she, uh, she really should uh, be a part of the hall of fame. Yeah. In season one, before Jamie asked me to come along and be a co-host on SNL Hall of Fame, I was a guest on three episodes in season one, and I was a guest on the Emma Stone episode. So I actually like made the case for Emma Stone in our season one episode as Jamie's guest. So you don't have to talk me into <laughs> Emma Stone, Matt. Like I am huge. I think she was she's an underrated host. Honestly, the the she did that sketch, the porn actress sketch was yes. was hilarious. The Wells for Boys, like she, you just go down the laundry list. Like she had put in really great episodes, and a lot of it was because of mm. her. Like there weren't just great episodes, and Emma Stone happened to be the host. Like she contributed to a lot of really good material. Are we three yeah. for three, giving the thumbs up to Emma Stone, Kirsten? In another life, she was on the show for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, she did a um a Roseanne Rosanna Dana at the 40th. They brought her on to do like an homage on Weekend Update for that, which I thought was pretty cool. She's a fan a of the deal. show. That's a big yeah. deal. Yeah, this is a this is a great one. Uh so we have Emma Stone. Welcome again, once again to the SNO Hall of Fame nominees list. We're gonna relitigate your candidacy here on season five. And you know what? I'm going to stick with this, this trend. I'm going to go with my season one relitigation as well. And I'm going to knock off a, a, a rider as well. So we don't have any riders. So we'll be talking about a rider, which I think is criminally 
overlooked as far as SNL Hall of Fame voting. We have Robert Smigel, Conan O'Brien, Seth Meyers, and Tina Fey already in the SNL Hall of Fame. And you could argue, to me, Robert Smigel is the only one that's in almost purely for his SNL writing credentials. And Seth Meyers, because he was on Weekend Update, Tina Fey, we all love her. She deserves it, but she did. She was in sketches, Sarah Palin, and all that. But I still think writers have been criminally overlooked. I am going with Jim Downey to, to relitigate mm-hmm. his SNL Hall of Fame candidacy. Jim Downey, when I think of Saturday Night Live, I mean, the, those, the political satire, the political sketches immediately always come to mind. And there's no person in the history of SNL that's, I think, done more for political sketches than Jim Downey. So he received 49% of the vote in season three. And I should say, too, Emma Stone received 15.5% of the vote. So I'm pretty sure we're going to have an Emma Stone episode and we're not going to have to go. Uh, we're not going to have to go redo that one. Uh, but um, but yeah, Jim Downey, just a writer that's had such an impact on SNL. Matt, you're like a SNL historian. Jim Downey, huge, huge in, uh, as far as SNL's history. Oh, yeah. I mean, he helped really define the political voice that SNL has with, around its, its sketches and its treatment of political humor. So I, I really feel like, yeah, it's a well-deserved uh, spot. I think he he's instrumental in SNL's sort of more intelligent humor and, and drier side at times. So I think he's a, a great choice. How are you with SNL and politics, Kirsten? Uh, I recognize what a role it plays in the legacy of that of the show and him being is he not the longest tenured writer, like 30 years or something? Um, yeah, I, he might be. Matt might know better than me, but he's, yeah, he's, he's so like, he spans eras of SNL. Yeah. 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 There's a great episode on Conan's podcast that he just did that is fantastic. Yeah. And he yeah. talks about some of his favorite sketches and such. It's a great episode. But Jim Downey was I, so, I, I so funny on that episode. Yeah. I want everybody yeah. to go listen to jim downey's appearance on conan o'brien needs yeah. a friend he was just he was cracking me up maybe more than any guest conan's ever had on that podcast jim downey was cracking me up i agree and so i absolutely two thumbs up because i i just am hot off that podcast so yes big fan all right so i got the thumbs up jim downey we're gonna relitigate your candidacy candidacy on season five of the snl hall of fame we are Nine down, six picks to go. Kirsten, who do you have? I am going to nominate a writer. If anyone listens to this show regularly, and I hope you do, you know that I have been advocating for a certain person since the beginning. And they haven't quite made it into the Hall of Fame yet. But guess what? They're also a writer. So <laughs> hold on to your socks because surprise, surprise, I'm nominating John Mulaney. John Mulaney <laughs> is a writer this time. He's been a nominee yes. as a host. Yeah. But Kirsten's saying, yeah. screw all that. Yeah. Let's talk about him as a writer. He just needs to get in there. <laughs> he needs to get in there. So let's talk about, first of all, his writing style is very unique and you know it. You know the way he delivers it, but you also know the way that he writes for other people. It's very identifiable, which that's difficult. So hats off to having a unique sensibility and voice. When you unearth some of the amazing sketches he has written, you realize he wrote Herb Welch, which became a very memorable character uh, for Bill Hader. He wrote the Vogel checks, which is just strange, but very playful and fun. <laughs> he wrote, what's that name? He wrote, what's wrong with Tanya? Yeah. And most famously, he wrote Stefan. Yes. Absolutely. An iconic character. The whole idea of that character outside of the great performance was really what he was going to say. And I think everyone loves knowing that kind of behind the scenes, Mulaney was changing the script and so what bill Hader was saying he was reading for the first time and it would break him and that became part of the shtick um so i am hereby nominating john mulaney for writer uh because he needs to be in the hall of fame yeah book closed 
Yeah, book closed. Matt, you're nodding your head in agreement. Yeah, I completely agree. I, in, in fact, I think nominating him as writer is a better fit for now than nominating him as host. Because he's done as a writer. He's going to come back as a host again and again. I mean, that's a guarantee. But like as a writer, we can look at his body of work and and judge that. And yeah, like he, the, the games he would he he wrote some really wild sketches, but he he pushed the boundaries like with Stefan, but he never was malicious. Like Stefan was a game and there was agreement and there was buy in by both both parties. And uh, whereas, you know, like some other writers who I have maybe advocated for in the past was were not so interested in, in working collaboratively. But John was a team player and he he brought some of the funniest sketches to the show. And so I think that's a great, great choice. Yeah, that's wonderful, Kirsten. And he had a distinct he has a distinct voice, but his voice, a distinct voice you can see on those sketches. You can t- I think you could tell. That's a John Mulaney sketch, or at least when you find out, like, oh, yeah, that's not a surprise that that was a John Mulaney sketch. It's such a distinct voice. I think since we have the categories on the SNL Hall of Fame, fair game to say, you know what? We talked about this person as a host, but he was a writer. (laughs) 2008 to 2013, he was a writer. Let's talk about his writing credentials. So I think that's totally fair game. I'm excited to delve into John Mulaney as a writer. Awesome, Kirsten. Uh, Matt, we're back to you. This is your second to last choice. Yeah, I am going with a writer as well. Um, so when we he's come up previously, um, Julio Torres. Yes. Uh, Wells for Boys, uh, Papyrus. My favorite, which was Cut for Time, My Little Stepchildren. Um, you know, it's just, he's it's, it's dark. He's funny. He's subversive. Um and actually, Lorraine Newman, when that My Little Stepchildren was put out on the Cut for Time YouTube, wrote him on Twitter and just said, wrote, oh, Julio, clap emoji three times, then roll on the floor laughing emoji. So, like, it, he's recognized by by legacy cast. He's recognized by current, like, his his peers. Fred Armisen went on to co-create Los Spookies uh, with him. Uh so he's, I think he's one of that more modern group of writers who's really established himself as a voice coming out of SNL. Yeah, he was almost like, he wasn't on SNL that long, but he was almost like a tornado that came through there with just such great material, such clever mm-hmm. writing. He, Julio was awesome. I, I love this choice. It's like a really inspired choice to me. I, I really dig it. I'm exciting to to dig into to everything that Julio did. You're right. Like I had brought up Wells for Boys with uh, with Emma Stone. That was total like on-brand Julio Torres kind of perspective yeah. <laughs> with that sketch. That was that was wonderful. Kirsten, any thoughts on Julio? I hadn't realized that he wrote Papyrus and that's all I need to know. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Case closed. Yeah, that, that was a classic sketch. Just such classic sketches. Like, like as far as efficiency and just batting average to me, like Julio Torres is so high. So this is awesome, Matt. So we have another writer in there. It's our second writer. Uh, we're talking uh, our third, actually, because uh, or no, our second. So we're talking John Mulaney and Julio Torres as new writers to be discussed. Jim Downey, of course a uh, relitigation from season one. So uh, we are back to me and this is my second to last. And I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the cast member. And I think it's a cast member who might, might be our headliner of season five of the yes, no hall of fame. Somebody that people have asked me like, why haven't you have a, why haven't you done an episode about this person? And uh, so we're going to do an episode on Adam Sandler here in season five of the SNO Hall of Fame. It's time to talk about the Sandman and all he contributed to Saturday Night Live. Kirsten, Adam Sandler, what do you think? Yeah, it's I had him on my longer list as well. That's he almost seems like an obvious one, you know, some of those that you think, what, we haven't talked about him yet? No, I mean that that it launched him. And it launched mm-hmm. an entire genre of comedy outside of Silent Live with all the movies that he produced on the heels of it. So that's that's 
pretty impactful. So it, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. And uh, people imitate him to this day, his characters yeah. on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Matt, can you imitate him for us real quick on the spot? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, geez. Um, um, that's, uh, oh, no, I can't. I'm not going to do I don't know. You just got to make cooing sound. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, offer man there for a yeah. second. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, um, are, this is possibly a headliner for us at the SNL Hall of Fame. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah I think I think it's a, an amazing choice. Yeah. Like, he's... It, it's, it's interesting, like his career, you know, going into SNL, you know, just it it catapulted him. I think he's possibly one of the most successful former cast members yeah. in history of the show. Uh, like I, I there's lots of people who are respected and stuff, but like from just an entertainment industry perspective, he he is. I, I think he has the biggest hits. He makes the most money. Not that that's synonymous with talent or whatever, but he is a, he's a, an incredibly talented, hardworking guy. And uh, I think it's a great conversation to have. Yeah. I'm excited about it. He really made his bones on the update desk, which really stands out to me. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to get into with whoever my guest is, his comedy albums that, that when I was a teenager, I shouldn't have been listening to in the nineties, but I was, <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's cracking up. So a lot to get into with Adam Sandler. Um, totally looking forward my, to that in my old podcast we actually did one of his comedy albums um and it's interesting too because he's like dedicated to the craft of album making like like because he had a bunch of the his fellow cast members on it yeah and it was pure, traditional foley it wasn't like he had like foley effects artists doing sound effects for that it's like the guy loves what he's doing he loves what he's doing because he brings a level of craft that people probably don't credit it with him with Absolutely. From what, everything that I've read, he's truly maybe one of the nicest guys in Hollywood. Honestly, everybody just raves about what a nice person Adam Sandler is. So it's hard to go wrong there. Having a nice person here. Season five of the SNL Hall of Fame. All right, Kirsten, this is your last choice. You don't want to make it count. Here we oh, go. Gosh, this the is pressure. our 13th pick. The pressure. Okay, then this one is... Tell me if you don't like this one, but it's someone I'm a real big fan of. And this person is um, that I'd like to nominate is Taryn Killam. Yes. Taryn Killam. Yes. Taryn Killam. Yeah, I love uh, Taryn. Taryn Killam is one of the funniest people who week after week after week cracked me up, is in so many sketches you almost can't look at a highlight reel. You just need to watch entire episodes because even the moments that he shows up in the background, he's hilarious. Uh, Jebediah, one of my favorite characters ever, and he started throwing the cards up in the air. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know how his career in SNL ended. I sense that something went down and that's maybe why we don't talk about him so much anymore. But I think it's a real shame because he did fantastic work on the show, was in so many sketches. I'd have to get the stats guys to look that up, but I feel like he'd be right at the top um, and should be included in the legacy for the versatility of work that he brought and the commitment to the characters. Yeah, I think there was a season where Taryn like really stood out as far as number of sketches and how often he was in the show. Definitely talented. He's the type. So I, when I've been doing this, this is going to be the fourth season that I've that I've led the conversations on SNL Hall of Fame. And I've talked about other amazing sketches from other hosts and cast members. And Taryn pops up in a lot of those for his own great work. So he's one of those. And he was on my list of I want to do an episode on these people someday. And Taryn Killam's on that list. So this is like he fits in uh, right away. I believe he was in the top 40. Our friends at the Saturday Night Network uh, are doing. They're in the middle. Um, by the time you hear this, they will have finished. They're in the middle of their cast member countdown. I think Taryn finished top 40 or 45. So he's up there as far as like people love him. Did great work on the show. I think underrated, Matt. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. I was, I was really depressed when he left the show. I felt, yeah, it's like what went down because there's like, unceremoniously he was like i think sixth season when he left left the show and he had like one more season on his contract um so yeah i mean like super fun time Kawhi. now like the japanese 
yeah. uh, TV, college TV show. Like, it's just like, I will admit, I know people like that. And uh, I was like, you, yeah, somebody writing this sketch knows some real weeby anime fans. <laughs> and the t- that they're, they're just bringing it all. And it's like just a pitch perfect parody of the, that kind of silliness. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's a great choice. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, this is a good one. We did a Jim Carrey episode in season four, and we were talking about the Maryville trolley ride sketch. And Taryn, I think Taryn and Bill did that so they could show off because Taryn and Bill Hader were both so good at contorting their faces and doing that animatronic kind of thing. That's one of Taryn's highlights to me, too. There's so much more. I, I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, I've I've rewatched the Maryville sketch just to see them do that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I need closure. I don't know what happened, and it feels like we were ripped off. Yeah, let's yeah. go, SNL. Get it together. Yep. Bring <laughs> awesome. Back. So, yeah, Taryn Killam, welcome to Season 5 of the SNL Hall of Fame. Matt, this is your last choice. We're at the 14th pick Ooh. in this draft. Here we go. Okay, I, it's hard. I've got a few people on my list that I'm going back and forth on, but I think I'm going to have to go with Rachel Dresch. Um, you know, like again, kind of like Taryn, you know, she's one of those performers who's in all of these sketches and, and yeah, like she's, she elevates every sketch she's in. Um, she may not be the biggest character or the biggest name or the biggest lead, but she just gives that little bit of something to every sketch. Um, you know, I love her when she, when she leans into her, 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 her Boston accent with with jimmy um the, the lovers sketch with will you know it's just uh, <laughs> and it, the, the, oh god i rewatched the lover sketch recently where it was uh um, jimmy fallon uh it was in and it was just he, you could see him creeping i just creeping out the entire time because like, her and will were just so gross <laughs> there's no other way to describe so it in it like i yes. i would not have been able to hold it together yeah like it completely dedicated to the bit in a way yeah. that you know that even went back and watched like there's some sketches of her and tina fey on second city back when they were students I, i'll honestly say i think you know she was not given enough credit you know during that time she's just viewed as utility player but She's like the special sauce in a lot of sketches that just brought brought it to the next level. Yeah, she she was a wonderful character actor, but that might have even been selling her short too. Just an amazing all around sketch performer, Rachel Dratch, mm-hmm. and I know very beloved. Like fans love Rachel. Uh, she was part of that era that really, quite frankly, was a was a lot better toward women than SNL had been before that. We saw Anna Gasteyer, Molly Shannon, uh, and Sherry O'Terry and Rachel Dratch come in maybe a season or two after that trio. And she fit in and delivered the goods, Kirsten. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. A huge fan. The Lovers is one of the all-time best sketches. Um, and I mean, like Debbie Downer is what she's known mm-hmm. for. And it's a great character. Um, I mean, it's meme worthy to this day. Um, the fact that most younger people would know that, that tells you something. That tells you something. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of hers and I, I agree. She's like, you know, the, it's funny. I was going to say she's one of the quieter ones. That's the weirdest thing to say, but overshadowed at times among, you know, Jimmy Fallon, who's so loud and extroverted and gregarious and, she can be, but she just sometimes just is underneath that shadow. But you're right. There are a few people over the years that have contributed just as much to that group dynamic and that work, but just didn't get that same spotlight shone on them. And, and she's definitely one of them, but it doesn't make her any less worthy of being on this list. No, not at all. She's very worthy. So we have she's our sixth cast member that we're talking about. Uh, Rachel. So we have Will Forte, Kate McKinnon, we have Adam Sandler, Taryn Killam, Rachel Dratch, and yeah, Will Forte, Lorraine Newman, Kate McKinnon, Adam Sandler, Taryn Killam, Rachel Dratch. We have six cast members, new cast members 
on the SNL Hall of Fame nominee list. So this is the last pick. We're down to it. A lot of pressure here. I'm looking. I have a a longish list, and I'm just trying to decide where we go. I think I think we need to look at hosts. So I do want to pick a host to round out uh, the the list, and there's there's a lot of good ones left on the board. So I picked initially John Hamm, and that was like my first host off the board. So I think this time around, you know what? I want to talk about Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. She's She's been a three-time host. Again, severely underrated. She hosted in season 34, 36, season 38. Part of a lot of great sketches. But she was one of those hosts. And people sometimes, they they use the term, maybe overuse it, but I don't know. She was game. Like, that, she's almost the definition. She surprised me because she, I, I don't know what I expected when she first hosted, but the fact that she wanted to come in and play, she was in like the, the Dunis sketch and, and did all of that. She was in like a fun, like Mary Poppins sketch in her first episode. Uh, she was in a very weird pre-tape and we'll talk about this in Taryn Killam's uh, episode, the Mokiki and the sloppy swish, like Anne Hathaway <laughs> was part of that weirdness. <laughs> For sure. So uh, I think Anne is just a very underrated SNL host. She hosted um, with a great cast, like in a golden, another golden era of SNL. She was an important host on the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to discussing the merits of uh, Anne Hathaway as as a as a host. So she's our final nominee for uh, season five of the SNL Hall of Fame. Um, either of you, Kirsten, thoughts on uh, Anne Hathaway? Yeah, she's a great performer, and uh, I like when they take advantage in the right way of of someone who also has singing talent. Uh, and they, you know, obviously putting her in as as uh, one of the uh, Finger Lake sister performers. Like, yeah, find find a way to show off all those skills. It's great. Um, and sometimes they do it in a really obvious way, but with her, they like knew she could act as well, so they find actual roles with singing. Um, uh, no, she's a great performer. I think she's she's a great one to look at her body of work for sure. She's been on multiple times, and um, Hollywood has a funny thing with her where the, I don't think they, in general, people give her enough credit for her skill set and her talent, but she does have it. Yeah, yeah. Is this a surprise, Matt? Anne Hathaway being being chosen? Oh no, I think she deserves to be on there. I think she's kind of like John Hamm in that when she came to the show, people had a preconception, but. She's a lot funnier than people give her credit. And I think she wants to be funny and wants to play. And, you know, Saturday Night Live let her cut loose and show off those talents that she didn't really get a lot of opportunities to do until then. Yeah. So I feel good about it then. I feel really good about Anne Hathaway. And I feel great about our uh, season five nominees. So I'm going to go over them, I'm going to list the 15 that we chose. And Matt and Kirsten, um, we can give our our thoughts, kind of our overall impressions uh, on the season five nominee nominee list. So we have Will Forte, Lorraine Newman, Pearl Jam, Kate McKinnon, Martin Short as a host, John Hamm, Maya Rudolph. That's a, one of our season one relitigation picks. Uh, Emma Stone, another season one relitigation as a host. Jim Downey continuing the trend of season one relitigations. John Mulaney as a writer this time. Julio Torres, Adam Sandler, Taryn Killam, Rachel Dratch, and Anne Hathaway. Those are your season five SNL Hall of Fame nominees and episodes. Matt, what's your overall just kind of viewing the list? What do you think? I think it's a good balance. You've got like new and old. You've got like not obscure, but maybe not as talked about as they should be. But then you've also got, you know, Adam Sandler is a huge name. I think there's something for everyone there. Um, and I think it's a, it's a good sort of cross, cross section of, of SNL talent. Uh, Kirsten, you looking forward to season five, knowing what we know now with the nominees? I do. And I think one of my favorite things about doing these shows is rewatching. And certainly in the first few seasons of the podcast, we're looking at people that are so beloved that you 
you know, you generally know your favorites, but I think some real gems are going to be unearthed here because as you dig into the Anne Hathaways and, and Terrans and you remember and recall all of the magic they made on that show, um, it'll, it'll prompt some really fun and interesting discussion. You've got a good mix of male and female. Again, you've got some different generations span there, different eras of the show. So, um, I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I think we could pat ourselves on the back here, everyone. We did a good job. Kirsten, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you want to call dibs uh, being a, being a, my guest on any of these episodes? <laughs> Taryn? She says Taryn. All right. So <laughs> Kirsten's going to be my guest for for uh, Taryn Killam, everybody. You got the scoop here for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. Matt, we're looking forward to another season of Matt's Minutia Minute. You do uh, such a great job, man. Well, thanks. I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be a great bunch of people to talk about. Yeah, yeah. We're looking forward to digging in. Again, I mentioned at the top, this is like uh, opening 15 different Christmas gifts <laughs> for for myself and Matt. This is this is wonderful stuff. So I want to thank everybody so much for listening. We've enjoyed and appreciated all of your support as we head into now season five of the SNL Hall of Fame. I want to thank Jamie Dew so much. Always does a wonderful job. Thank you so much, Jamie. Definitely looking forward to uh, talking about all these great nominees uh, on the SNL Hall of Fame. So for Kirsten, Matt, I'm Thomas Senna. So long, everybody. Thank you so much, Thomas, Matt, and Kirsten. It was great to hear from you all. And man, I am excited about what we have in store for season five. There are some killer selections that we are going to discuss this season. And some of them may even end up enshrined in the Hall of Fame. Now, there have been some changes since we recorded this draft. And I want to outline those changes for you uh, so you're not confused when the season begins. The first thing is something to consider. Emma Stone is now a five-timer. When we recorded this draft, she had not been announced as a host uh, for this season, season 49 in the, uh, of Saturday Night Live. But now she is a five-timer. Does that change your mind? Does that change your opinion? Does a host need to be a five-timer to be inside the Hall of Fame? Is that like the equivalent of 300 wins for a pitcher or 500 home runs for a batter in baseball? I don't know. Uh, so far, all the hosts that have got in have been five-timers. But it doesn't mean there's not a pathway for somebody who's hosted four times. Nevertheless, Emma Stone, who has been nominated for season five, is now a five-timer. Do with that information what you will. The other thing to take note of is Jim Downey uh, was selected to the SNL Hall of Fame at the class of season four. And as such, he no longer qualifies to be uh, covered in season five. So we have put our heads together and we have replaced James Downey with Tracy Morgan. So Tracy Morgan will be the 15th nominee this season. So there's that. I can't wait to talk to you all next week when we kick this sucker off. We're going to have a great time this season, and maybe we'll even get some new Hall of Famers. That's what I've got for you this week. So if you do me a favor and on your way out, please, as you pass the weekend update exhibit, turn out the lights, because the SNL Hall of Fame is now closed. Thanks for listening to the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. Make sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media at SNLHOF. This is Doug Denant saying, this is Doug Denant saying, see you next week.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.